everybody, Lisa Tamati here. It's wonderful to be back again with another podcast on Pushing the Limits. And this week, once again, just a solo cast with me. Sorry, no guests today. But I hope you're going to enjoy this topic. It's one that uh, hits all of us and is really important as we come into the summer months, at least here in New Zealand. Um, so we're going to be talking about dehydration, uh, how much water you should take in, and electrolyte balance. So for athletes, obviously this is a really, really crucial topic. If you lose just 2.5% of your body weight, that's water loss, 2.5%, you can experience a 45% loss in your capacity to perform high-intensity exercise. So if you're out doing a marathon or a half marathon or something like that, and you have uh, a, a, just a small deficit of water loss, then you can have a major crash in how, I, uh, how fast you are able to run. So it's really, really important that we don't let this happen. Now, an athlete can lose up to 1.5 litres of body fluid before the thirst kicks in. So relying on your thirst as a predictor for dehydration is not a good thing to, to do. One thing that I'm always uh, done as an athlete when I'm in races or when I'm in long training sessions is I sip, 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 nibble, nibble, nibble. And the sip, sip, sip part is really the most crucial part of that. So what we recommend, there is a formula that you can work out as to uh, how much water you should be taking in per day. Now, that formula, if you've got a pen and paper, write this down, is 0.033 litres per kilogram of body weight. So, for example, if you're a 60 kilo woman, you'll be needing at least 2 litres of water a day. If you're 75 kilos, 2.5 litres a day. If you're 90 kilos, then 3 litres a day. If you're 105 kilos, you'll be needing up to 3.5 litres of water every day. So that's a heck of a lot of water to get through, obviously. But I want you also to understand that every time you have, and I have this trouble with my dad, he drinks lots of cups of teas and coffees and thinks he's hydrated. Now for every glass of tea or coffee that you drink, you have to drink an extra glass of water because teas and coffees are uh, diuretics and you do not hydrate through those, you actually lose more water. So and this is a particular problem in the elderly who, you know, like my dad, think that having 10 cups of tea a day means that they're hydrated. You also need to increase that amount that you should be having per day by about 500 mils for every hour of exercise. If it's really hot, even a little bit more than that. The body usually can't digest more than say 750 mils an hour, but for most of us in you know normal temperatures, maybe in summer temperatures, even up to 500 mils for every hour of exercise on top of your two to two and a half, three, depending on how big you are, okay? Now, with regards to um, endurance athletes and water, and in the, in the past you know, 10, 15 years especially, there's been a lot more um, problems around hyponatremia, hyponatremia. Now, hyponatremia is when you might be taking in the water, but you're not replacing the electrolytes. And what happens is the sodium in particular can uh, become um, abnormally low. 
And when the sodium becomes abnormally low, you get what they call hyponatremia. And this can lead to a number of symptoms. I've had this a number of times when I haven't got my electrolyte balance right. And for me, some of the symptoms were fatigue, uh, nausea, vomiting, uh, headaches, um, cramps and swelling. Like I remember one race, I was doing a 100k race in Taupo and my hands were the size of elephants' paws or, or feet. They were, they were huge. And I was like, what the heck's going on here? I didn't understand at the time what it was. But that's hyponatremia. And that can also be quite serious. can be just mild symptoms, but it can all be also be life-threatening. So be aware of that. And this is where the electrolyte part of the story comes into it. So electrolytes are things like your sodium, your potassium, your magnesium, and these things are really, these minerals we lose in our sweat. So when we're sweating, we're losing all those minerals. If we've had diarrhea, if we've been vomiting, we can also lose electrolytes this way. Um, and this can be a particular problem if you're not replacing those during your training or your racing. Now, there are a hundred electrolyte drinks out on the market and some are good and some are not so good. I prefer to take electrolyte tablets. Um, I'm not sponsored by Hammer Nutrition, but I enjoy taking their Endurolytes. I've found them to be fantastic, um, but there are other good ones out there on the market. Um, and what is good about the tablets is that you can dose it and you know exactly how much electrolytes you're getting in. And when you're taking it in a drink or in a powder form that you're adding to your water, there's often lots of other crap added to the mix. You know, um, simple sugars and uh, chemicals and different additives. And these are things, you know, like, like in your Gatorade, your Powerades, they're not all great. They probably don't have enough of the good stuff and, and too much of the bad stuff. So I prefer to get my calories in, if I can, by eating. Um, and I prefer to stay away from the likes of gels. It's a topic for another day. I've seen so many athletes come unstuck, especially long, long-distance athletes, with gels and um, having enough electrolytes in the mix. Now, if you don't have enough electrolytes, once again, you're going to be mucking up the levels of water in the body and, and the, the concentrations uh, which can have, which can play havoc. I'm going to give you an example. Um, this is this happened to me like 20 years ago when I was in Alaska and I'd been canoeing down the Yukon. I'd spent weeks out in the bush with hardly any decent food, and we were back in civilization. And then we went up in a, in a mountain one day, and we were climbing the mountain in the pouring rain, and we came back down. And obviously, my body's supplies were really, really depleted of electrolytes. Um, and I came in, and luckily I was in the town when this happened. I was in a library trying to shelter from the rain. We'd just come off the mountain, freezing cold. And I'm sitting in the library, and all of a sudden my whole entire body starts to cramp. And I mean everything from my feet to my, my face to my, my arms, everything, the whole body. And it was the most scary, most painful thing that I've ever experienced. It was uh, terrifying. I thought I was dying, and I actually was. Um, I was having what they called a tetany seizure. And luckily for me, in this case, uh, a paramedic was actually in the library doing some maintenance work. He um, managed to get me to a hospital very, very quickly. 
he actually gave me a gel which actually saved me in that, in that particular case um, because it just gave me enough sugars and enough electrolytes and that just to, just to stop the cramps for a few minutes before they got, could get me to the hospital. And once they got me to the hospital, they took my potassium levels and it came back at 1.4, which the doctor had said he'd never seen in a living person. Um, my electrolyte levels were so, so low that I'd nearly killed myself. So being very careful with your electrolytes. Obviously, you know, I've done a lot of desert racing and all that sort of thing, and it's more crucial if you're doing multi-day stage races, ultra marathons, 100 milers, running through Death Valley, that type of thing, then it's absolutely critical. But even if you're doing a marathon in a 30 degree summer heat, you can run into some big trouble. Uh, once again, I had another friend who was with me on a, uh, we were doing a TV pilot called Run the Planet um, in the back, outback of Australia a few years ago. And he had electrolyte tablets, but they were ones that did not have potassium. Potassium is particularly important. Um, and he also had a tetanus seizure, the whole body went into cramps, we had to rush him to the hospital and he nearly kicked the bucket as well. So you can see from these little anecdotes that getting your electrolyte balance is absolutely crucial. So now during my, my racing, I'm usually taking two tablets every two hours. If it's really hot, it might be three tablets. Um, these are ones, the EnduroLite tablets. Um, other ones, you, you'll have to dose them according to the instructions. Um, I do like if, recommend if you are having electrolyte drinks that you do not just try something out on race day. Don't rock up to a race and take their electrolyte drinks off the table. You don't know what they've got in them. You don't know if your body will handle all the, 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 the stuff that's in it. You need to be training beforehand with the products that you're going to be using. Um, Tailwind's another good one that you can take. Um, it has got calories in, in it as well, so you might want to try those. There are, there are literally hundreds out there, but just make sure that you have tested all those in your training before you actually get to the event. Another point to make is that don't just keep your electrolytes for race day and think that, you know, okay, on race day I'm going to be doing that. And I did, did that often too because... It was expensive. It's expensive to get these good electrolyte supplements and so on. And so I'd often not have enough electrolytes during my training, my intense training phases. A couple of other products that I can list off, um, Elite Drops that I used to put in my drink. These are also quite expensive. Um, but a cheaper alternative to doing that is just getting good old Himalayan salt from the supermarket and putting that in your water, especially you know after a, a hard training session or during a hard training session, take some Himalayan salt, uh, dissolve a little bit of it in, in boiling water, and then top it up with water. And I also like to do if I'm if it's post training, not if it's during a race, because I don't react well with um, fruit juices during races. But if I've just done a hard session in the gym or out, and I'll come back and I'm now back home. I'll add 100 mils or so of really good quality orange juice. And what that does is it speeds the uptake of the electrolytes, gives me a little bit of sugar that I can replenish my glycogen levels. And I like to do this immediately after your training if you can, so that you're recovering much, much faster. Um, so there are some, um, if we're going away now from, just looking at athletes and dehydration, but looking at the general population. Um, obviously, I've been 
those who follow me will know that I've uh, been working with my mum who's had a, uh, an aneurysm a couple of years ago and uh, I notice her with her her temperature regulation is is not normal she can't she can't regulate her body temperature very well she dehydrates very quickly she doesn't um, hold the fluids that well so I have to be really pedantic about the amount of uh, water she in, uh, takes in and what I notice as soon as she gets hydrated she has and this is general too for other elderly people or older people um, she will get confusion she'll be unable to make uh, good clear decisions um, she'll have difficulty walking she'll she can be a little bit dizzy her heart rate um, can increase um, and all of these things are knock-on effects from just being dehydrated so if you're looking after an elderly person or some your parents or something just make sure especially in these summer months, that they are getting enough water and electrolytes. And if you are noticing any of those sort of symptoms, it may not be because they've got something dreaded. It just could be a lack of water. Um, and, you know, give them a, uh, some Himalayan salt and some water and they might come right. Another symptom is when you, when you see someone that got, it's got really sunken eyes, it's another sign or a really dry mouth or they're dizzy or their blood pressure's too low. These are all sort of possible symptoms of uh, electrolyte imbalances. Um, to just go on to another topic slightly, um, while we're on the topic of supplements and the stuff that I take during races, I also take something called branch chain amino acids and these are uh, like the building blocks of protein, with it's like having the steak without the steak, if you like. And this is another product that I, that I truly believe helps speed up my recovery if I'm in a heavy training phase, um, and also like straight after or during long races, I'll take BCAAs, um, alternate to the electrolytes, um, and that helps the lactic acid not build up so quickly. So. I know it's got a little bit technical today. Uh, some of those formulas I might just repeat for you. Um, to work out how much water you should get per day, 0.033 litres per kilogram of body weight. So 60 kilos, you should be having 2 litres. 75 kilos, around the 2.5. 90 kilos, around the 3 litres. If you're 105 kilos, then around the 3.5 litres, just for a ballpark figure. And remember, for every coffee and tea, drink a little extra glass and for every hour of exercise depending on the temperature but you'll be needing around 500 mils extra because you'll be losing that much in your sweat so I hope this has been really helpful today if you have any other questions around running around fitness around body transformation fat loss around mindset then please let me know. Drop me a line at lisa at lisatamati.co.nz and I'd love to do some podcast topics on areas that I know that the audience is keen to hear about. So thanks for listening today and we'll see you again next week. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. And you know, the greatest compliment that you can give us is liking, sharing, rating and reviewing this podcast and sharing it with your family and friends. So please go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and then share this online and on social media and make sure to tag 
Hashtag Lisa Tamati because we love hearing from Pushing the Limits listeners. Now, if you are wanting to transform your body, your health and your well-being, you might be a good candidate for my brand new program called Pushing the Limits, which is an ultimate body transformation program. Now, this comes complete with customized workouts for your goals and the most important thing, customized meal plans so you know exactly what and how much to eat according to your particular goals and according to your diet preferences. So if you want to get on my VIP pre-launch list to get a special discount when it goes live, then head over to ptl.lisatamati.com. That's ptl.lisatamati.com. Now, and if you're a runner and you want to take your game to the next level, or perhaps you're an absolute beginner wanting to know how to start on a running program, then head on over to my coaching company and check out our website at www.runninghotcoaching.com and we'll see you there.